Welcome everyone to another episode of Nuts and Bolts. And you know, I'm sitting here just thinking as we're trying to start this episode, how many different introductions and how many different ways can I do things? Like it's, it's, uh, I, I'm sitting there going, I'm pretty sure I've done it this way before, but you know, <laughs> who cares? Let's do it. Intros are hard, people. Come on. Look, I think that people won't mind a bit of variety in their day. That's it. That's it. And whether <laughs> I go, hey, welcome, or Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of Nuts and Bolts, live on Game on Odds. Oh, I feel time. like if we're, we're doing it that way, we need like a highball glass of whiskey and... Ooh. Ooh, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a little mini goblet. Yeah, no, um, I, I feel fancy when I drink out of that. So actually, I, and I do like drinking out of it because, you know, rather than just mixing in a can or something, you put the put the ice in and the, the, the spirit in the mixer and it's, uh, yes. I don't know, it, is, it always tastes better when it's over ice. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I think it's just the ritual of the effort, you know. Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> but I think like having it like really cold as well, because I always like really cold drinks. Um, mm. And yeah, so that, that's why I think I like that that a little bit better. Um but we've got a, got a little bit to talk about here, and, and we're going to kick it off with talking about the PCS. So for those that, that haven't been paying attention, LCO is on hold for a little bit. We've got our two grand finalists in Team Bliss and Chiefs. Uh, but because of timing of events, both of them have had to now go to PCS and play off in, in that to try and qualify for MSI. Um, I'm going to be frank, it hasn't gone well. Um, <laughs> that is the politest way you could say that <laughs> yeah it, it, it really hasn't admittedly i only got to watch a bit of uh, one of bliss's games against i think it was um deep cross gaming mm. and they were trying you could see stuff that they were trying to do but it just it wasn't working in, and um deep cross gaming just just kind of kind of had it had their number pretty early on and it, it snowballed from there so um so let, let's let's take it back to the first game that both both chiefs and bliss played because that deep deep cross gaming versus bliss was um the second second round uh to start with impunity faced off against bliss uh bliss lost three three nil um chiefs took on cfo they lost three nil then both both our teams went to the lower bracket because they got a, a second chance. Um, Chiefs went down three one against Beyond Gaming, and Team Bliss went down three nil against Deep Cross Gaming. So, not uh, not what we hope to see. No, no, but um, we also just didn't know how our teams were going to really go in the PCS, mm. and so. Yeah, well, only up was, from here. Only up from here, maybe. Yeah, and, and that's like I, I know there was a bit of speculation after um, the LCO Grand Finalists were were decided. We had our final two, and because Pentanet have been playing out of Perth, they've got a house here in Perth and been scrimming against Southeast Asian teams, and there was a bit of debate really about if that had worked for them and because they didn't even get get the PCS to actually try that out. No, yeah. Yeah, and but I can't help but wonder if maybe that is kind of the way because the only way 
you get better is by playing against teams that are better than you. And if you we're playing in the same OCE pool, then the best you could possibly do, well, as it stands at the moment, is to beat Team Bliss or Chiefs. Mm. Um, and and it's to, you need to get experience outside of that. And I think Pentanet's idea is right. They just probably need to work on a little bit better execution in in how they do it. Um, so. I don't know. I kind of hope more teams will will pay attention to that, especially with such a poor showing at PCS. Um, I, I think that that something needs to be done. The, the better players, we we need to verse better players because I'm, I'm I want to see the, these teams succeed. I don't I don't mm. want to see we just import a crap ton of PCS players and you know let them take us to to MSI or Worlds, but. I'd, I would like to see our players get better. Yeah. I I mean, it's still that difficult situation where a lot of our best players are uh, getting imported yeah. to, to other teams and going mm. to other regions that can pay them a bit more of a, a living wage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, there's certainly not a quick and easy answer. Otherwise it would have been solved already. No, that that's it. And, and it's, it's an issue with esports in OCE in that we don't have, a strong enough scene to support players that want to want to pay want to be paid for what they do. So you have to make a gamble and go overseas, and you see that in like uh, the Direwolves lineup where you've got Chaz and Decoy, who after Pentanet's run at MSI, where they got out of groups, which is the first time any OCE team have gotten out of groups at uh, at at an international event. Both of them went overseas to play. Um, hasn't worked out for them. They come back. Even Pabu, who's still in Germany. Uh, trying to make a trade, play his trade there, it's still not going so well for him. I saw him tweet the other other day that he's a free agent for Split Two, so he's oh wow, um, yeah, it, it's not going well. Well, he's still there, still trying to make it work, and he did recently get married over there, so yeah. He, oh, congratulations well. to him! Well, I say recently, I think it was a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, still. But yeah still, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, so I, th- I think he's settling down in in Germany and. And I don't think he would think about coming back here. So, um, but yeah, it just, it kind of seems like, I don't know if there was this this upswell after the OPL closed and we had the LCO, because since then, that that first split we had in the LCO where Pentanet went, went over and did really well in MSI, we haven't had a team that has done that. Like even Chiefs last year, um, when they only drop one game in a split, you think that they'd at least pick up a game or two and they didn't win anything. And yeah, and then to come away from PSC or PCS, sorry. Um, PCS? Yeah, Pacific Championship. Yeah, PCS, yeah. Um, I don't know why I keep going PSC. No, I do because there was an old work tool we used to have called PSC and it's just sticking in my head. Well, um, SPC? No, no, P- P- PSC, Products no. and Services Catalog. No, no, but, uh, oh, beans yeah. and spaghetti. <laughs> Hungry little human beings. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I'd like to go to, to PCS and have these two teams that played really well and showed so much promise in in the LCO and to only come away with one game between them. That that's It, it does show that, that we need... Um, need more more time i think and more, more more development and it hurts me to say this but it does show that riot was correct in in making us qualify through here 
Yeah. Mm, <laughs> look. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Like, mm. if we're, we're not um, good enough to compete with teams in the PCS to even get one, well, mm. you know, through a round, then how how could we justify sending a direct entry team? But it's it's part of a growth strategy, which Riot have made really clear that they're not, they don't care mm. about our region and, and our growth strategy. Uh, that direct entry place was just another thing that was taken away that limits our potential. Um, and I totally get what you're saying. Like, we don't have the skill, we, we don't deserve it, but chicken or egg kind of, this mm. whole thing with Riot is chicken or the egg. Like, you can't just, yeah. I'm going to stop talking now. Yeah. I can't I, articulate I, my thoughts. Yeah. I, I also get what you're saying. To get a strong, yeah. a strong league, you need the backing, but to get the backing, you need a strong league. And and yeah, and and the you just have to start off with some really dedicated people to to help push it up and get it to a spot where you can um, you can perform, and then you you and and it, it's always the way when when you're well effectively starting again in a region, mm. you've got to build it up to start with. And let's let's remember this is what the third, second, third year of um of LCO. Yeah. So and, and having ESL and Guadalupe Capital involved in in funding funding the league. So look, there, there's going to be hiccups and it's going to take a while. But I think I think um, I think eventually we we'll, we will see some success overseas. But it it, it it will take I think doing what Pentanet's doing and and uh, and scrimming against those those teams that are better than us in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Yeah. I'm- continue to foster talent and uh, mm. hopefully we can make a better showing of it for the next split. Yep, that's it. And whether because I think next next split in the uh, the PCS there's two two spots to worlds up for grabs. So double chances oh. maybe. Mm. All right. Um, Let's go. <laughs> but of course um, while it is unfortunate that Chiefs and Bliss um, have have gone out the back door there what it does mean for us though is that we will see an LCO Grand Final at DreamHack come the end of April. Which so, will, will will be very exciting for the lucky DreamHack goers. Oh, yes. Us included. In, mm-hmm. Excited. Very excited about that. But, of course, that's, that's also not the only match that will be happening that day. There is an LCO All-Stars match. And so votes have opened on that to pick a, the, the team that will... Um, that will, that will, because I think it's uh, there's uh, the LCO All Stars versus I think some international people I can't quite remember, but um, but yeah that that will be happening there. So you can go and vote on the LCO Twitter page. They've got a link there. You can vote for who you who you want to represent um, LCO in in this All Star match. Of course, with the grand final being played on that day, Team Bliss and Chiefs players won't be available yeah I, I can't imagine doing back-to-back games like that I, I, i'm trying to picture it like i don't know what would be worse whether it would be having to play the all-star game beforehand and not be focused and then play a grand final or to play a grand final lose and then have to play an all-star match yeah I, yeah <laughs> it's it's a difficult situation to be in either way yeah. 
Yeah. So I think, yeah, let's just avoid that altogether. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the easier way to do it. Um, but still very excited about DreamHack. So much going on from like Artist Alley and the cosplay competitions and the BYO computer stuff. It, it's just going to be fantastic. Can't wait to see it. And of course, there is also the CSGO stuff that will be happening there with uh, ESL Challenger at DreamHack Melbourne. Uh, we've got the couple of OCE teams and international teams in there as well. We were talking last week about complexity and how this will just add to the amount of hours that they'll be flying around everywhere. But um, I reckon it'll be great. And seeing Greyhound Gaming and Vertex in there as well, just to... I, mean, I can't wait to see our, our local teams compete against these international uh, players. Oh, sorry, excuse me, hiccups. Um <laughs> But also at the moment going on with, with CSGO is the stage one for um, ANZ Champs. So I had to think yes. of so there's like A, so there's like Challenger and ANZ Champs. And, and I, I, I will admit up front, I know next to nothing about CSGO. I, um, so we're just going to put that out there. But yeah. ANZ Champs are going on. The winner of this goes to the, um, the ESL Pro Season 18 and gets a, gets a handy seven grand AUD in prize money. So that'll be pretty cool. And where, the way it stands at the moment, the the, the first round games um, for the upper bracket have happened. So Greyhound Gaming beat Strills Angels 2-0. Uh, Big Dogs beat Encore 2-0. Eliminators. That's a cool name. I like that. Eliminators. <laughs> Um, not eliminators, eliminators. Eliminator. Yeah. Um, beat Brewster two one, and Vertex beat Sunday School two one. Took them to school. I, I'd be hazarding a guess there. Um, so the those winners there have won through to the second round. Meanwhile, Strills's Angels and uh, Encore Brewster and Sunday School head to the lower bracket uh, to to see how they go there because. Um, ANZ Champs is of course double elimination so you get um, two chances I think in each stage just let me double check that yeah so it's a double elimination bracket um, which means that if you get through the top bracket undefeated whoever versus you in the grand final has to beat you twice yeah um, so the winner the, the top two from stage one will go through to playoffs, so they'll skip stage two altogether. And then the, uh, the six other six teams will go through to stage two, where the top two from stage two will advance to playoffs there as well. So that's uh, going to be fun. That is happening over the next couple of months. Um, it just started recently. I'm, gu I'm guessing they. I think they have a bit of a break between each stage and the playoffs, so it'll, it'll happen for a little bit. Um, the... I'm just having a look at the information here. Started yesterday, yesterday, day before, day before. Started started on Monday. Um, so that's really cool to see and finishes in, um, oh my God, head not translating numbers to, <laughs> to months. June, June is when it ends. So, which yeah. is interesting because we'll, we'll have a, um, ESL challenges in between now and when this finishes. So that's, mm. uh, that'll be fun. Cannot wait to see that all at Dream. Well, not not the ANZ Champs, but seeing um, challenges, ESL challenges, and the L LCO Grand Final at DreamHack. I think tickets are still available. If you can get amongst it, go have a look. It'll be all really cool. Yes. Um, 
But I don't know how much longer we'll be playing CSGO for because Counter-Strike 2 has officially been announced and keys have been going out to people, which, uh, I don't know, it, it sounds like an exciting time for, for Counter-Strike esports. Yeah, it really does. Like I, I, I was saying to Strat, I couldn't remember if we touched on this um, a couple of weeks ago, but just the, the idea that they can start fresh with their code be able to go back and fix a lot of issues that they've been having um a lot there's lots of discussions about you know just how the smoke works with the smoke grenades because they can actually actively work on that a bit more easily now that the the code behind it all is 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 working a bit better for them i've been Um, seeing lots of clips come up on twitter of just how the molotov spread and people talking about how much better that is yeah yeah so I'm really excited for the players. I think this is going to be a really big boon for them and hopefully it will invigorate the, the game and the and the players and the scene uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. I'm still surprised. Like, CSGO's been around for forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, I think it's, I think it's, like, longer standing than LOL. I wouldn't um, be surprised. Like, it, like, I can remember playing well counter-strike at least when probably back when it was a half-life mod um, yeah and just yeah 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 and back back at land cafes probably before i could even drive and <laughs> so that's that's a long time ago i'm not gonna say exactly how long and age myself but it's definitely <laughs> a long time um but yeah and to see it get, get a, a new breath of life in this and i'm, I'm sure that that uh, people will be frothing at the mouth to get into it. Uh, mm, in fact, you can see that with how many keys have gone out already and, and everybody wanting to get in and get keys to, to be able to play this. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I did see the other day Shroud getting into it and, mm. and uh, having a bit of fun with it. So, yeah, it's definitely got interest there, which is cool. One, uh, one interesting thing that's been coming up in a, a couple of discussions where because it all runs on valve's anti-cheat system if you've got a ban in csgo that carries over into counter-strike 2 so if you even if you get a key for counter-strike 2 you won't be able to play it because you'll still be banned which i think, <laughs> is a good, I think it's a good thing like, fantastic yeah. uh, honestly like it's one of the biggest problems with the fact that like with esports they're all different games and managed mm. by different people because if you know at the olympics you get caught um, taking you know steroids or something then you're out you can't compete in anything yeah. um so it's kind of nice having that carry over in the same ecosystem it is it's funny to the point where like uh something i can't remember who it was but something flashed up on my twitter feed uh, uh, the other day where someone that has had a very lengthy ban from playing the game like used to stream it um, but got a very lengthy ban got given a key and and you're sitting there going, cool, cool. Well, the uh, the bot that's running that wasn't taking bands into account, then was it? <laughs> oh, mm. you know, it's a some poor little marketing intern that's mm. getting paid like two dollars an hour. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor little marketing intern. But yeah, very excited <laughs> to see see Counter Strike Two getting up and um, yeah, I, I wonder if it, if we'll see. I wonder how that integrate with the the esports league. Whether they'll start up a new esports league and phase out um, the current CS:GO leagues, or if they'll just say, "Cool, well, as like it, maybe it'll be like a, a patch move." So they'll go right. Well, this this season of um, what is it? The the ESL Pro League will now be on CS2, so everybody will have to migrate over there. 
yeah, it would be interesting to see because they said it's coming summer 2023 as for which the official is, release which date. Is which summer, summer US. Northern Hemisphere time. So yeah. that's months away, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, but not that far away. Like, here was me mm. thinking they'd do it over over the US winter just because that tends to be when all the esports leagues are taking a break, whether mm. a lot of them are running over that period. So as far as keeping up all the in- infrastructure, you wonder if they're going to keep CSGO going, mm. um, even just for casual players, uh, how it's going to work, I'm not sure. I, I think that they, surely they would because there has been that much money spent in in CSGO that oh, people, yeah. there would be a huge outcry if they just went, cool, well, we're turning this off now. Everybody start playing Counter-Strike 2, please. Um, yeah. Move on, move on. Yeah, at the very least, if they're going to do that, there would have to be like a migration path for for people to take their skins and everything from CS:GO into mm. CS2. Um, but yeah, that's that'll uh, that'll be coming up, I think. And and yeah, I think in in the short term, at least, and by short term, I mean the next year or two, they'll be um, they'll be running both. Mm. And it might take a little while for a Counter Strike to esports league to, to get off the ground anyway as as they they release the game and let people play it and just see how it goes because yeah you know, yeah, you know? uh, it, that sounds really reasonable to me that mm. they'll spend the rest of this year just um getting people into it playing it make sure it's competitively um balanced as yeah. well um and then maybe next year next year's yeah. potentially all cow strike too mm-hmm. cool. um but more exciting stuff happening i'm very excited about this because the ANZPL for World of Tanks is back this Friday night. Get amongst it. So happy to see this league back, this homegrown uh, OCE league here being being run by Wargaming. It is just, it's incredible. Um, and and I, I can't wait to see see it back. So there's we, we did talk a little bit, uh, myself and Mercury, when Mercury was uh, co-hosting the the show with me there we talked a little bit about the the draft and it is interesting to see like there is um there is a couple of of things going on like speed returning to the sentinels uh right what are they now four time champion five time i don't know they've won it a lot of times they, they there's only been one time they haven't won it we'll, we'll go with that but but mm. um but seeing um, a couple of players that took took a bit of a break ravi who's ex brisbane bulldogs is return to action x as well as x panthers player lightning man um and they've also picked up bro from from the trade with sentinels there so that's really cool to see i'm actually really excited to see the matildas this season because they've picked up I th- i'm i'm gonna say i want to say at least three players from the bundaberg badges in the b league there and and under the the leadership of bolognese and whippet i think this is this is going to be a very very interesting team and a team to watch um, Sorry, I, I just still absolutely love when we talk all the gamer gamer oh, handles, you know <laughs> especially really like? in World of Tanks. Matildas now have a player called Bolognese and one called Ravioli Al Dente. Oh, amazing! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so good. Like, I, I just yeah, I, I want to go for a dinner at their house right now and just see, <laughs> see what's on. Um, the Panthers, Goober has has stepped back and they picked up Critical. I th- I'm trying to remember where Critical came from. I think he came from the Matildas, but he was always kind of a little dark horse. Did seem to get a lot of damage out. Um, 
So seeing him in the the Panthers lineup is is going to be pretty cool. I think um, mm. they do have a pretty solid lineup, but they aren't also aren't afraid to swap players in and out if they need a pinch hitter for certain things. So that'll be interesting. Um, so Sentinels they they traded Rowendy for speed and um, Doodle Tank is not in their lineup anymore, but they picked up Safi, which is a, um, a B League player who's done done really well. So that's that's going to be very interesting to, to see how how he does in there. Actually, I think I'm trying to remember he may have played for a PL team before, but um, I can't remember. Scorpions ever consistent, no changes to their lineup. Um, JT there with a roster that he likes, so they're going to keep going the way they're going. Um, and the new team for for this split, um, unfortunately, the Cairns Comets have disbanded. Not uh, sure of the reasons there, but the Wollongong Wolverines have stepped in there. They've picked up, um, I think, AVP. He, he is a former Premier League player, but he's um, been playing in the B League for a bit. And Saxon, who's who's been with the the Matildas, like he, uh, he was their captain when they won their, their championship. Um, they also played for the Action X, um, but also with a with a heap of other B League players. So um, I'm very excited to see see how they go. So that those games are kicking off on Friday night, the 31st of March, o- over on Twitch.tv slash World of Tanks ANZ. Um, so for this week, it will be. Um, at seven o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, and then my understanding is because Perth doesn't have daylight savings, daylight savings ends this weekend. So then it'll go back to seven o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time, mm. um, which will be nice because it means that you know it starts an hour later for me, which means I don't have to rush home from work to try and watch it. Um, but very excited to to see these teams battle off again. And, of course, we've got our broadcast team, Cthulhu and Elfish Guy, returning. Um, and this year they'll be joined by Blue Panda, which I think is, is going to be really cool. I do like Blue Panda and Cthulhu just work so well together, and it's going to be very exciting to see there. Yeah, and no, a fantastic crew mm. on the mic. And, and and what I love about them is, you know, they don't mind having a bit of fun, but they all know their stuff. So oh, yeah. it makes it entertaining to watch. Yeah, very much so. And if you think you know your stuff as well, the Fantasy League is continuing this season as well. So for the... the Even if you don't know your stuff like me. Uh, <laughs> but see, at least with... Um, with the the ANZPL Fantasy League, things are pretty stable. So you can kind of work out by the star system and how many games t- uh, players have played and you can make a reasonable estimate. Um, B-League is a bit more fluid, shall we say, in in uh, player performance. So that can be a little bit uh, interesting in how that goes. Because I remember when I did my B-League fantasy team last season, I did first week I got like the best score and then I think it was all downhill from there. Like I, I did, I don't think I even ended up in the top ten after that. But um, but if you do want to get into the fantasy league for the ANZ Premier League, there first place gets ten thousand in-game gold and a HyperX microphone. Um, second place also gets a five thousand in-game gold and a HyperX microphone as well. And then there's some some in-game gold for third and um third place and 500 gold for topping the weekly leaderboard as well so that's uh, yeah, cool. that's gonna be pretty cool 
Oh, I just um, love that HyperX are back on board. Yeah, they, they've been a long-term uh, partner of, of the ANZ PL. I'm glad to see them back. Like I'm wearing, I, I think it's like a, I have, to, I have to check, hang on. Yes, it's one of the HyperX Season 2 branded headsets. You can see the, the ANZ PL logo on there. But it's very good. I've been using this for a long time now and wouldn't change it for, for anything there. Mm-hmm. Um so this the match is coming up this week. Um, just remember as well, it's gone to a single round robin, um, then into playoffs. So all these teams will just get a chance to play each other once before heading into playoffs. But there has been some changes to playoffs, which we'll talk about in a minute. But this Friday's matches, we've got the Scorpions taking on the Matildas. Um, we'll see how, how those new B-League players will fare against uh, one one of the most consistent lineups in ANZPL right there. I, I think they've only had, like, in the history of the ANZPL, I think they've only changed, like, three or four players. They've had yeah. a very consistent lineup. Um, and then Champion Sentinels will take on the Wolverines um, there. Uh, and Action X will take on the Panthers. And I, what I think is going to be a very, very interesting game. I think Adelaide Action X have picked up some some strong players in in the through trades and, and through drafting. And, it will, uh, yeah, I think that one's actually going to be the match of the week. I think um, the Panthers have got a very strong lineup as well. And... Um, who they pick up again? Critical picking up critical um, mm. is only bolstering their rank. So I think that that's gonna get, gonna be a very very interesting game and may even go to a tiebreaker. So it'll be very exciting Ooh. to see that. Um, so just on the playoffs. Sorry, I'm just trying to find the graphic again to remind myself. So rather than a four team playoff, this season is going to have a five team playoff. So whoever finishes first gets to go to the second round of matches. So they don't play in the first first round. Second place third, fourth place fifth. Uh, whoever loses out of fourth and fifth, out the back door. And the, the winner will play the loser from the upper bracket. Um, the winner winner from the upper bracket will go on to play whoever finished first. And the, the winner from that upper bracket final will go into the grand final. So it's a, pre- it's a pretty standard sort of five... five um, team format for the for the playoffs um yeah. but it does mean that there's a little bit extra chance for for a team that maybe didn't do so well in the season and just misses out on on a fourth place to maybe come in and and sweep a little bit yeah it's going to be exciting and i and i like that um just because we mentioned there's the only the one round that mm. a lot of them are still in the finals so yeah. you get to see them have more games that, that's it and I, I think it's a um I think going to five team grand final is a fair way of, of sorry five team playoffs is a fair way of doing it because like I say you only get the one round robin to to make an impact and and if you have a bad game against a team or two that or let's just say one bad game that could potentially put you in the bottom two and the old system and not get a get a game in the in the playoffs mm. whereas this one now you pretty much have to be consistently bad to, to not get into yeah. the into the grant into the playoffs. So, so I think this is a little bit fairer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and and especially with the um system, I'm not sure if you know if they're still running the the relegation. Um, um they didn't last last season, but um, mm. they they had a, a, a few changes. Like I said, the the Wolverines came up. Um, because I think I'm trying to remember. I think it was the Badgers. Yeah, because it was the Badgers versus the Firefly mm. and the Fireflies in the grand final for the B League, and the Badgers won. So while most of those players have come up into the B League, 
that the fair chunk of them that have is the Wolverines as a team that have, that have come up. So we'll, um, we'll we'll see how how they go go there. Um, it will be very hard for them. Although that said, we thought that it was going to be very hard for the Comets, and they ended up playing playoffs last season. So yeah. oh, there you go. Yep. And of course, at the end of the season, when we come to the grand final, we are going to have split one of 2023 ANZPL live at Fortress Sydney. So I, have, I, I think I just saw that is literally just open now. But if you've seen the fly through of the uh, um, of the the esports area, it looks really cool. So it's very similar to Fortress Melbourne, except they've got a spot up the top where they've kind of put in. Um, I'm going to liken them to corporate boxes. I don't know if they're going to sell them that way, but they're they're just sort of more chill areas rather than stadium seating where you can, you know, have a, a bit more room and a bit more space to sit down and watch the games and stuff like that. So that looks really, really cool. Um, mm. Cannot wait to, to see that that all going on there. And it's a, giving me an excuse to go to Sydney for the first time in ages. So um, Yes, this is what we need. Yeah. More excuses for travel. Oh, yeah, because my bank... <laughs> Oh my god, my bank account this between DreamHack, PAX, and at least one ANZ PL grand final somewhere in there. Good three trips over east. And for those that are paying attention, I'm a big Zelda fan and they've just announced a Legend of Zelda Switch OLED model. So I buy I have to ah. buy that. So my, my wallet this year is decidedly not liking me at all. Um <laughs> something That's that, all right. We you can go back to the two minute noodle diet for a little that's, while. That's it, yeah. Something that I, I think players will actually like um, is the map pool this season. So only one change in that the Siegfried line is leaving the map pool, but Ruinberg is coming back. So um, Ruinberg was in the first two seasons, I believe, and then, then they, they took it out. Um, um, but to see it coming back, I'm very excited about that. Siegfried line... Um, it did feel a little bit small as far as a map went, and there was only a few sort of strategies that seemed to come out from that. So um, um, I'm not not really fussed about seeing Figfried line go, but I will be interested to see um, Ruinberg, especially with, with some of these newer players that are coming in that have possibly not, never played it in the 5v5 format. So that's, that's going to be very, very exciting. Cannot wait to, to see what's going on there. And of course, we can't be letting the A-League have all the fun because the B-League starts on Monday night as well, 7 o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we see teams returning in the Hellcats, Centurions, Archers, Leopards and Badgers. Uh, unfortunately, Firefly's not returning, but we do see the return of the Brisbane Bulldogs. So they'll be back mm. in, in the league uh, having a, a shot at the B-League championship right there so very exciting don't forget monday 3rd of april that kicks off but this friday for the anz pl live on twitch.tv slash world of tanks anz oh i felt like i did a lot of talking there <laughs> you did, did but I, there's I, a lot I, to talk I'm, about I'm, but i'm very excited about it like it, it's i it's such it's such a good league like we, we've had chats before about like accessibility into esports um, and particularly around games like League of Legends and Dota 2 being having such a huge barrier to entry, even just to watch. Um, and it and it's more games like Rocket League that are going to to draw draw new viewers in. 
World of Tanks to me is one of those games because at its core it's simple, but there are bits like that certain tanks are weak in certain spots and different rounds do things and the, and the maps make it so that you have different different strategies for the map. So I think that while it's um it it's simple to watch, it's very complex to play, and I think that that's that's probably a ga- I'm going to call it a gateway esport where you can start learning stuff and and as you're watching you you're picking up the the intricacies before mm. yeah and then learning those as well so I think uh, I think it's a it's a very good middle ground and and um, I I love seeing this five v five format it, it's just so cool yeah awesome. <laughs> Um, but let's 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 move on to the next story that we got here because we're going to have a bit of a chat about um, disguised toast and his Valorant game changes team. So you were you were directing me towards this one, Maddie, um, and it, it's an yeah. interesting story. Yeah. So um, for anybody who's involved with the Valorant scene, you would have heard that disguised toast have, <coughs> had been setting up a team, and um, the league is kicking off very soon. Um, for Valorant game changes and he announced his team earlier in the week and a lot of there were a lot of critics that came out about the team because he's picked a lot of high profile streamers rather than necessarily the best available players um, which has brought out again another round of discussions because um, Disguised Toast obviously um, has joined the league and that's going to bring a lot of eyeballs to uh, the games that are happening. Uh, but it might, is, it, is it sacrificing the league integrity a little bit? You know, are they not having the best opportunities for the best players because of that? Um, so it's, it's all just kind of that interesting discussion about influencers being in the esports space and not necessarily uh, whether that leads to more quality in esports or whether it's just more eyeballs that everybody's after and look there is value in more eyeballs because the more eyeballs you get on a on a on a sport or an esport the more more money you can get from sponsorships which helps grows the league and helps those those professional players in in what what they need to do and get paid um but i do like that disguised toast has been upfront about this um so when when he's announced the roster he's gotten the the feedback there and and he's come out and said, cool, well, look, the reason we've done this is that I've had a month to put this together and I don't think I, I could have done justice trying to get like proper esports pros in. So I, I get the feeling that for the short term, well the, well, the current plan at the moment is the short term is that we're going to fill it with these streamers. They're probably on a short term contract to be on this team, not the esports seems to do anything else than short-term contracts but that's yeah. another issue um but that said if this team does well he might keep them together yeah oh yeah absolutely um he had a massive twitter thread that was going through in detail all of his you know expectations and understanding and, and defending his position so yeah you definitely touched on some points there um but he was also saying some people are being critical because they're streamers and he's saying don't discount them because they're mm. streamers. Like uh, he feels like a lot of people might not be aware just how good these players are because they only know of their name from streaming. Yeah. Um, so he, he's defending them as, as well and he's also defending his kind of 
position as well to saying we need to make more space for smaller teams, not just like these big franchise teams, you know, 100 Thieves and Team Liquid and all that kind of stuff coming into these spaces. If, if we need to welcome people tr changing things up and doing some, some different things because that might be what it takes for this league to be successful. Um, exactly. And, and, and look, it, it's, it's, I, I think game changes in particular as well is, is something that does need some, some more eyeballs on it because for those that aren't aware, game changes is for marginalized genders. So mm. it's, it's looking more at, at, and, uh, at players that aren't traditionally represented in the big big leagues and stuff so i think there there is a lot of value in getting more eyeballs on this and if this is the way it happens like i'm i'm all for it you know you bring in i think i, I saw something there that said between the 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 creators that, that have come on this team in disguise toast there's something like over two million followers they mm. granted like 1.6 million came from disguised toast himself but it's yeah. still <laughs> it's still like two million extra eyeballs that, that you're going to be reaching because you can go cool no worries well let's start promoting on our on on each of our individual social media accounts and and stuff like that and it, it's interesting seeing some stuff like this come up because when we've spoken to people like jack scarrett from ggwp before they always she always talks about personal branding and it's very important i think is in the esports space to be able to say as a player here's what i can bring to your team outside of um just playing the game and yeah that should be enough but it's not and you see it in in stuff tra traditional sports as well the players that have personality and bring people with them because people love that player mm get paid a lot more because they bring a lot more to the team than just being able to play well on, on the field or in the game. Yeah, yeah no, I com completely um, agree. I, I I don't know how I... I, I feel both sides of this because mm -hmm. for anybody who's a pro wrestling fan, Jake Paul has been, you know, doing some stuff in the pro wrestling space. <laughs> so he's come in as an influencer and he's doing a really good job at, being a pro wrestler mm. but there's a lot of criticism because he's just been bought in more eyeballs you know sell more tickets all that kind of stuff um and I'm, I'm curious just on that like how do people yeah. feel about like the rock coming back who's left wwe and had this successful movie career and then yeah. they bring him back because that is most obviously a stunt to get more eyeballs on it. oh but, oh, but, sure. but is that okay but, because he was a wrestler yeah, they had their roots in wrestling first, so you know you're not going to upset anybody because I I was I was a legit wrestler first, mm. you know. It's, same as John Cena because he's had some time away as well mm. and is coming back and um, uh, you know involved in a major feud for WrestleMania. Um, you know the criticism, the same criticism just isn't there. Yeah. Um, How about but, like this, this is slightly different, but like Ronda Rousey when she was coming oh, into. Um, Ronda, so Ronda's still around. Like the, the difference between somebody like The Rock coming back, where he was a career wrestler first, mm. go away, come back, is a, not a completely different thing to yeah. Ronda because she just came in for a few high spots and then uh, like at WrestleMania and that mm. kind of thing, and has now pretty much been on the roster 
you know, full time, but you know, there for nearly every week on the weekly show. You know, she's mm. she's she's wrestling. Um, yeah. Where Jake Paul isn't, he, he's there for the lead up weeks to a major event, but not not there every week, or he's uh, there via via live feed or uh, or whatever. Uh, excuse me, diverting this entire discussion. No, that, that's that's all right. I, I, I just think I think it's it's interesting because it's still a good comparison to what's happening with this guy's toast team. Where, mm. but uh, but once again, it, it's probably like I, I must I don't know a lot about what Jake Paul does outside of like what he does on his stream because actually no, he's the boxer, isn't he? It's Logan Paul that's the streamer. Yeah, you've yeah you've got yeah. yeah. The two um, brothers that have both gone into different athletic fields yeah. and, and reaching the, you know, reaching the pinnacles of both mm. and coming out of having an influencing career. It's Yeah. It's and, cool. I mean, it's at least like Logan Paul might be a bit similar to Ronda Rousey in the fact that they have their their background, like Logan Paul in boxing and Ronda Rousey in UFC um, and MMA stuff before coming into to wrestling but the way they're doing it it sounds like is fairly different where ronda is there every week and logan paul's not um but with with the this disguised toast team it i don't know i i at least these people still play the game yeah so, yeah they're, so, they're all active competitive yeah. players so you can't just be like oh he's pulled in uh, I don't know. Um, Do- Doom Cutie yeah. is one of our staff. She is amazing, and she's she's huge in the influencer space in mm. in Australia. You know, it'd be like pulling in Doomy, who who never plays Valorant. That I would see absolute clear criticism it, it, from that perspective. Yeah. Um, oh, I shouldn't say never. I'm pretty sure she has played a bit, but you know what I mean. It's not a yeah. n- not her main game. Um, so it's just. Yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting that the yeah the the fight between eyeballs legitimacy, uh, but also you know Disguised Toast used to be a pro esports player himself. Um, he's you know got a lot of background in this you know for the last eight years with offline TV. He's you know been building brands and people and all that kind of stuff. I think he's got a lot of skill that he could lend to the space and and maybe try and elevate the whole league. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. Very much looking forward to, to that one. Um, we're getting towards the end of the show, but there is one thing that I want to have a bit of a chat about. It came up in, in the Game on Oz Discord, which you can join at discord.gameonoz.com if you're keen to have some nice gaming chats in there. Um, but we were talking about what makes devices, gaming devices, and also esports devices. So we're talking about like keyboards, mice, chairs, and stuff like that. And... And it kind of made me think that most gaming stuff is only gaming because somebody decided to call it that. Like it, like I know Menfonzo in it in our Discord there and former staffer here at Game On Oz um, swore by like proper office chairs rather than gaming chairs, and mm. I kind of I kind of agree with him. Like that, my Battle Bull chair it's nice, it's comfy. But like, I've sat in better chairs as well, but I also didn't go and spend like a grand on a chair. Like <laughs> I wasn't spending that much, but it's, it, it does get interesting. And, and like we're, we're talking about keyboards and mice and like the preference for mechanical keyboards over, I don't know what they call called electric keyboards, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's like, <laughs> 
Sorry, I just had the sudden urge to, to call mechanical keyboards acoustic keyboards for some reason. I just, I don't, I don't know why, but it sounded like a good idea. But um, but even even stuff like gaming mice and esports mice, and I think we were talking about it before the show, and I think you had a really good point about it's just really what you like and what's comfortable. Mm. And you can have all the buttons on in the world. You can make all the macros that you want. But if it's not comfortable in your hands or comfortable to sit in, then what's the point? Yeah. Or, or it can be the flashiest mm. mouse or keyboard or chair. And if it's, yeah, not comfortable, not you That's can't it. use it. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> RGB lights everywhere, but it's shit. <laughs> Um, we love it you know that's the easiest way to identify a gamer with some cred how much rgb they've got going on <laughs> i have one thing of rgb and it's like a flashing symbol on the back of my mouse and basically it goes from green to yellow to red depending on how low the battery is that's the oh, only bit of rgb i've got i do need to say like my my keyboard's got the backlit mm. i know, do like i do like stuff. the backlit stuff yeah um, I, I like that they stand out, like make the key stand out a bit more. Because I'm, I'm generally one, I'm a mushroom. I get stay in the dark and get fed on bullshit a lot of time. But um, but I, I, I do like sitting in, in the dark and sometimes it's hard to see the key. So having back, backlit keys would be nice, which, you know, my $10 keyboard doesn't, doesn't have that. Because that's another yeah. thing, like people swear by mechanical keyboards and it's about the feel and about the... Um, I think think there was something there about how maybe they transmit the the signals quicker as well as the reading that I was doing, but you know the reaction times I'm talking about here, the fastness of different between an, ele an electric pad under your keyboard to the mechanical keys isn't gonna make any difference yeah. to me. Yeah, I mean we're both you know casual gamers. I'm using you know our bunny ears. Um, I I do think it's it's a really risky for new gamers kind of moving into the space if they look at something and it says you know esports or gaming on it um there's a risk that they're gonna gonna, gonna get taken advantage of if yeah. it looks flashy but then yeah they put it in their hand and they go oh this isn't right or yeah. you know the tracking is slow on the mouse or um you know they click the mouse and it's just the depression is deeper yeah. than and then what feels comfortable to them there's 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 so many things like that that makes it risky for people who are just blindly investing in hundred you know multi, yeah. multiple hundred dollars pieces of tech and that marketing works for people because if you like I, I know kids out there go oh it says it's gaming so it must be good and go well not particularly like Coles and Woolies have the their bargain bins there and you can go buy a thirty dollar gaming keyboard and mouse setup and it's you know I, I was joking in the Discord because my mouse kept getting stolen at work and this was like the official work supplied mouse, you know, so, I, you know, a 20 or $30 Microsoft one or whatever they've got in the cupboard. Um, and over the last six months, I've lost three mice. They've just been wandering off. So I went and bought a $25 Officeworks gaming ty ty typhoon gaming mouse that's yeah. all RGB. Nobody's touched it. It's fabulous. That's because they, they'll actually know where it's gone now because it's not the same as all the other mice. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> just turn the lights off. I'll be able to track yeah. down where it is based on the lights <laughs> that are being broadcast mm. from it. <laughs> but, yeah. But, like... 
if you can try a mouse or keyboard, I think that's the key thing. It's like I, I like places that, that display things you can put your hand on it and work it out. Because like for me, I like sitting with the mouse right in the palm of my hand. But because of how long my fingers are as well, like if I do that, my fingers hang over the edge of mice. So and and they just don't make mice big enough for for me to be able to do that. So I'm constantly having my fingers fingertips on the edge of the mice buttons with my palm off the mouse, which you know is not com not like I can do it. But I, I would be more comfortable if I could just like rest my my palm on on the mouse itself. But uh, yeah, well, I find it really interesting that, you know, there's there's three or four, like, established grips for, for mice. You know, 99% of people in the population will use one of these three or four um, style of grips. Um, and if you really are starting to get into the higher end of gaming mouse, they'll actually say what grips the mouse is suited for, which I think is really, like, good information for them to be able to provide because a lot of the numbers that they throw out don't mean a lot <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah it's if if you and if you don't understand the numbers you just assume that higher numbers are better but maybe yeah it, it's you, you don't know you and if you don't know you don't know so I, I think the overriding factor of anything is for you is it comfortable yeah. yes and I, and I think that that's that's what we need to look at so don't be fooled by gaming this and esport that if it just try it out and make sure that it works for you. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. And um, that's the real benefit of getting to go to conventions and things like mm. that. Um, because I remember at your old JP hi-fi used to be able to go in there and they'd have all the stuff out on display and you could pick it up and play with it. And I think post COVID that just doesn't, doesn't uh, exist anymore. Well, I, I also think that a lot of those sort of, peripheral type stuff don't move as well so they just don't have that stock in anymore so they'll only have like a handful of of things every now and then you'll see places like eb games will have have like a keyboard out that you can tap the num numbers on or the, the box will have a little little bit where you can tap the thumb keys to work out what they're like but uh but yeah i, th I think it's just a it, it's just a harder market to sell those things in so people generally don't and for ninety nine percent of people, your standard keyboard and mouse that comes with your OEM computer is just fine. Like yeah. I said, I've got a ten dollar keyboard here that I'm still using, and it works fine for me. So I've got I've got a Logitech, a wireless Logitech keyboard and mouse that I've had for the last ten years, and that still works for me. So it's, yeah, yeah. I've got so for those that think oh, I'm I'm I've got two computers connected to to sorry two keyboards connected to the one computer. I don't, I have two computers in here, so I'm, I'm weird just in a different way, okay. <laughs> but, um, but I think that's that's coming to the end of the show there. Well, thank you everybody for watching and don't forget, please drop us a, a like on whatever platform you're listening to. If you like uh, watching us live, live in inverted commas, for, um, we, we, we're on twitch.tv slash game on Oz every Thursday night, so uh, come come and watch us there. Jump into the Discord, discord.gameonoz.com. Uh, follow us on social media everywhere, Game on Oz. Um, and, yeah, we'll love seeing you around, love seeing the chats that, that you have. Um, and we'll catch everybody next week.